This is Life Happens. Thank you for listening. And I don't even have an introduction, and I don't know how to introduce you. I never knew how to introduce someone. Mm-hmm. How would you like recommend me to introduce you? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, like, welcome back to Life Happens, and joining me today is. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like Just so like, fake, don't you think? Like it well, sounds like I mean, so ingenuine. I mean, everyone has to have an intro. I feel like. Right. I don't think so. I think it's. How, nice. how did you do it? Like when you do your projects. Um. When when I'm doing my projects, well, usually it's not me the one filming, but I have done. Uh, like episodes before and, yeah yeah uh, yeah like if you'd intro to that like that it's nothing wrong with it yeah but know? i just feel like that's still like fake you know yeah, it's yeah. Just, well it's, i mean maybe you just eventually when you start to do more episodes you'll find your thing yeah 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 uh you know what i mean yeah but it's just like my fifth episode and i still don't know like i still haven't figured it out oh that's, like, that's crazy good, man. oh that's my god good, man. I'm, I'm so embarrassed welcome back guys to life happens i am uh the fifth person to be on the show this is your host uh, as you know, uh, so yeah, I want. You know, something like that. You just did it. Mm. I thought that was it. What do you mean? Why did you say no, something like no. that? That was like that was it. That was it. We'll, we'll that was that. it. We'll cut that. <laughs> should you just like? Should we just like do it? Like we just yeah. ask questions. Yeah, I mean, do whatever, man. I mean, I feel like what makes a good podcast is just like sometimes not having like a structure is good. Yeah. Sometimes just like you know, yeah, having a yeah, yeah. conversation with someone is like the, you know. The part that makes it good. Wait, so what have you been up to, really? Um, recently I've kind of just been working. So I mean, the last time I saw you was, uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, I met uh this guy through driver's ed. <laughs> um, and that's I think that's the last time we saw each other. But recently, um, you know, up until that point, I've kind of just been, you know, just doing working. So I work at Boston Pizza. I'm a server at Boston Pizza. Yeah. Shout out. Um, and, uh, I'm also a, uh, part-time, uh, videographer and, you know, photographer and stuff like that. Mostly I do weddings recently. Oh, really? Uh, I did a wedding. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago in Canmore. No way. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of just my hobby slash career side career. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I do plan on eventually going to uh film school. Yeah. But at the moment, um, just working right now. I just moved out of my parents' house, like in December. Nice. Um, so, kind of just living, you know, trying to see what that independent life is about, and while at the same time, just you know, saving money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the goal to eventually go to film school and like make movies and stuff. Wow, that sounds so big to me. You know, mm. a dream come true about <laughs> to be happening. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Oh, so how come I never saw your wedding stuff on? any of your social so, um so far i have done about i'd say five weddings oh really um i've videographed three weddings so far and i've photographed actually no six i've photographed uh three and a videograph three as well um the weddings that i have done um some of my clients have like asked to just like keep those private oh. you know what i mean um and most of the time when i do a wedding i don't really publish the gallery publicly just because you know, on Instagram where, you know what the grid is? Yeah, yeah. Like the way that your photos look look overall. The wedding photos that I take just haven't been matching my grid so far. Yeah. Because mostly my grid is just like very warm tone photos and stuff like that. So I haven't really uh, posted them. But I do plan on uh, posting uh, my other uh, projects because the wedding we just did, uh, I was uh, collaborating with a team called Kairos. Shout out as well. And we did a wedding in Canmore. Um and yeah, uh, when that video does come out, I'm not the one editing it. Um, this guy named Ram is editing the video. When it does come out, I'll make sure to let you know because uh, I was just a second shooter. Oh, so you'll be able to see. Why did you say I'm just a second shooter? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Come on, give credits to yourself. You deserve them. Come on. <laughs> so you are Ariana Grande's fan. Oh yeah, that's that's my wife. That's that's, <laughs> that's my your wife. Hundred percent. You just saw the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so funny. Uh, <laughs> This is what uh, he's talking about. This is okay. Some people, I'm not gonna lie. Some people have seen my lanyard and they, yeah. they think it's like naked women on here. Really? It's not. It's yeah. just it's just Ariana Grande's face on here. Um, I have had it since I was 15, and I'll probably I don't know. I don't plan on getting a new lanyard yeah. just because I think it's so funny when people see it. They're like, <laughs> real? Like really? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, get it. Yeah, that's my wife. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is what is it about your wife that you like her so much? Um. 
she's just such a baddie, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like she's an amazing singer. You know, yep. she's an amazing performer. I saw her. I went to her concert when I was 16, and I went by myself. No way. None of my friends wanted to. Okay, no. Actually, let me rephrase that. None of my friends were stupid enough to spend the <laughs> amount of money I did to go to that concert. What's because it I spent. This is actually a crazy story. So. Oh my god. Um, I knew about the concert for like a good five months, and I was just trying to save money because I wanted oh. to get good seats. Yeah. Um, the seats that I were I was trying to buy was like maybe six hundred for like front row seats. But then one day, um, pit seats went on sale. Now, if, for anyone who doesn't know, pit seats means like literally right next to the stage. Like they're not front row seats. They're like, you're pretty much right next to the, the artist. Uh, these pit seats uh, opened up. They were they were went on sale on Ticketmaster for yeah. like, they were on sale for like two hours. And instead of being like a thousand something, they went on sale for like 300. No way. And something dollars. I was what? like, there's no way. I bought those tickets right away. And then an hour later, the sale ended and they went back up to like a grand plus. Oh my God. We so I was able to get those pits uh, uh, seat tickets for like $300. And I went there. E even then, even though they were on sale, I couldn't find anybody to go with me. Either because nobody was obsessed with her as I was or they were just too broke. I remember I had a friend, a shout out to Gwyneth. I asked her to go with me like numerous times, but she just... She was like, dude, like $300, like, like relax, man. Yeah, yeah. Because at the time, I was the only one who had a job. And my friends were not going to be like, mom, like, <laughs> can I have $300 for Ariana Grande concert? So oh, I ended up, uh, this is so funny. I ended up going by myself. But with the intention, I was like, you know what? Even though I'm going to go by myself, I'm confident that I'm going to walk out there with friends. And I was right. Uh, I went to the concert. Um, I made a lot of friends. I still, I still talk to them to this day. Um, we're really good friends on Instagram and stuff like that. It's funny because sometimes internet friends are more close with them than your actual like friends that you see. But yeah, we I still follow them. Like uh, we send each other TikToks and stuff like that. And it's yeah, it was a great relationship. It was a really good experience too because there was a one point where Ari actually like like high fived me. No I was way! Like, wow! <laughs> and like I'm never washing this hand again. Yeah, you know. And, and did then, you watch it though? No, I've never watched yeah, it. Right. That's yeah, right. Like even it. when I went to the bathroom just yeah, now, yeah, I still no. didn't watch it. You, got, you gotta, you know, you right. know respect that, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And then she was like two feet away from me and she was just singing. Oh man. Amazing. Yep. It's I mean, you know, it's kind of disrespectful that she got married without, you know, asking me. Um, but you know, it's it's fine. Life like, happens, man. Life yeah, happens. I mean, yeah. being plan B is not too bad you know right. i still have your lanyard so whenever she's ready yeah she you knows she can just come back right yeah, yeah. yeah you'll always music. welcome her back right oh yeah, yeah. open arm oh yeah 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 totally. for sure understandable for sure <laughs> all right so one of my favorite questions to ask on the podcast that who are you who am i i think i'm spider-man <laughs> who am i well let's see in regards to what like uh, who do you see yourself as? Who do I see myself as? I see myself as someone, I don't know. I think the one thing, like a really good word to describe me is just like outgoing. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, because I find myself being like really, really, this is not bragging or anything. It's just, right. I find myself like being really good at like talking to strangers and stuff like that. You know, and part of it is my job. Like obviously... Being a server, talking to strangers is kind of your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the better that you are at it, the more that you get compensated through tips and stuff like that. So over the years, um, I started off as a host and then I eventually became a server. Don't get me wrong, though. I wasn't always like this. Like when I was 14, 15, start of 16 years old, I was so shy. Like I was really scared of people just because like. You know, at that age, I feel like that's the age where a lot of people are just like way too concerned of what everyone else thinks. And because of that, it's made it hard for me to like connect with people. But, you know, eventually getting a job as a host, you know, being exposed to that kind of environment where you're kind of supposed to talk to strangers and stuff like that has really helped me a lot when it comes to connecting with people, because honestly, I'm at the point right now where it's it's just it's something that I really look forward to and something that I enjoy. 
uh, to be able to connect to a lot of people. That's why I actually wanted to do this because um, when I saw EB on your podcast, I was like, dude, that's really cool. A podcast is really cool. Um, but even though that we haven't really talked since high school, I was like, dude, like I would want to do that podcast. Yeah. That would be sick. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah man. I appreciate that. So yeah, I feel like outgoing. Yeah, outgoing. that's how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's crazy how how you describe yourself as when you were thirteen and fourteen, when you were so shy, and now mm-hmm. you're so confident. And man, it's crazy. Like how mm-hmm. you can change from mm-hmm. from that moment, like into you now. It's how oh, yeah, man. if you look at back, if you look at that process. What would you have to say to yourself? Like, oh, wow, Emmanuel, that process, you freaking did it. Right? Oh, I would say uh, that process was hard. Um, and that's one thing I want to make sure that everyone knows is like getting to be outgoing. It, it takes time. You know what I mean? You don't just wake up the next day and you're yeah. outgoing. It takes time. And most importantly, it takes experience. It takes like uh, instances where because sometimes it's not always like that. Sometimes when you try to connect with people, it doesn't always go well. But the most important thing is, is I guess, just like trusting the process. You know what I mean? It, it's the same thing with everything. Like yeah. if you want to improve in something, you have to be patient with it because um, connecting with people is something that's very, has to be mutual. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and you have to, sometimes you just have to find ways to be able to, you know, navigate through that because it's hard. It, yeah. it can be very hard. Yeah. It, it's hard to put yourself out there, man. Um, especially because, you know, the number one thing that uh, connects most humans is being vulnerable to each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but for anyone out there who is like wanting to do the same, you know, not being as shy, just take small steps every day. You know, there was this, okay, you're, you're going to think this is funny, but like I'm such a huge Kung Fu Panda fan. And there's a quote on there by Master Ugwe. He says to Poe, he's like, um, you're too concerned by what was and what will be. There's a saying, you know, that scene. And he's like, uh, yesterday is a mystery. Tomorrow, or no, yesterday was history. Tomorrow is a mystery and today is the present. And I love that quote so much. And I send that, to, this is so funny. I send that to a lot of my friends when they're asking me for advice because I feel like it applies so much yeah. to a lot of people's problems where it's like, you know, yesterday happened already. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to happen whether you like it or not. And today is something, today is an opportunity. So just take small steps and then towards anything that you want to do. And then, you know, trust the process. That sounds so profound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's quite funny. Is that, um, how are you? Are you 20? Guess. Take another yeah. guess. Okay, 20, 21, right? No, 18. <laughs> you are 18? 18. Yeah. Imagine you're 18. You thought I was 20? What the fuck, Imagine. <laughs> you thought I was 20? Yeah, I thought That's you were so 20. I thought we were the same age. No. no. I'm 20. Right. Oh, dude, I did not know that. You're 20? Yeah, I'm 20. Wow. I know. Yeah, I was in the same class as you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm only 18. You know what's funny? That's coming from an 18 year old. How funny <laughs> that sounded. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, you know what's funny, Kay? Oh, my. A lot of customers, sometimes, sometimes when I'm serving, customers will ask me, like, how old I am. Yeah. Because sometimes it throws them off. And I'm like, all the time, I was like, yes. <laughs> Dude, literally yesterday, I had a lady be like, 28? And I was like, 28? What? And I was like, um, no, 18. And then she's like, oh. Well, that's only 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's only 10 years. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to assume that's a compliment. Right. You know, just for my own sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had people, but most people, most people do call me, like, think that I'm 20 or somewhere around that age. Did you like face any like obstacles or challenges when you move out at all? Oh, when I moved out, uh, yes, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Because the reason that I moved out was because um, I've just noticed that like, this is so generic, but I took a little look at like my life at home with my parents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just noticed that like, I really just couldn't do anything, you know? Um, and it's not necessarily that my parents wouldn't let me, but it was just like, sometimes it was imp- it was just like hard because so like a little backstory. I live currently I live uh, I used to live with my parents and my brother, um, his baby and my uncle. That's a lot of people. Now, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I don't really. I get annoyed really easily when it comes to like at home stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I just found it really difficult because like I wouldn't be able to have friends over because yeah. you don't want to bring friends over. And then there's a baby crying. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like there would be times where I would like, you know, 
I would like somebody and I would try to like have them over or something like that. Me and my parents or something. And then there's a baby crying or like I've had times where they would fight in front of my friends. I was like, okay, no more of that. Um, it wasn't often, but it was, it was enough of a reason for me to want to move out. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not the main reason. The biggest reason is because I wanted to really, um, embrace the aspect of being independent because I've noticed a pattern in my family and I'm not saying this is bad. Like to anyone watching what I'm about to say, I'm not saying that living with your parents is bad because there's really nothing wrong with it. Um, but I've just noticed that I've had a pattern of uh, people in my family who I just felt like held on to that security too much. That security of like your parents will always be there. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to oh. be like independent from that. Right. Um, I mean, if anything ever happens, I always have my parents as a yeah. safety. But uh, going into 18, graduating high school, you know, working more on my career as a you know, filmmaker and stuff like that. I just wanted to embrace that sort of aspect of being independent. And um, you know what I mean? And it's it's a lot more fun because for one thing, I don't live by myself. I have two roommates. Oh. Um, shout out to Avery and Tristan. Um, but uh, definitely living away from my parents' house has definitely improved uh, my life a lot. The way I feel, you know, the way I look at things. Um, it's given me a much more, I think, mature view on life now because now I know that like, damn, like, like I got to be responsible right. now. Like, I can't just go and, you know, buy a new camera like, you know, in three weeks because I got bills now. You know what I mean? Um, again, there's nothing wrong with living your parents, but it's just a personal decision that I have made. So you're a photographer, you're a videographer. Yeah. You are, what else? What else you are? Anything else? <laughs> okay. Film, I was YouTuber, filmmaker, Instagram. I was talking to one of my friends about this and he's like, dude, like you do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't do that much. And then he's like, <laughs> dude, no, you do a lot. Like yeah. he was like, name me all of the things that you like to do. Like you, that you think are fun to you. I was like, okay. Uh, photography, videography, um, boxing, um, singing. <laughs> Yep. Um, what else? Sometimes I liked sewing. Sewing. Fun fact, I'm actually a really good sewer. <laughs> Are you now, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to my grade eight uh middle school teacher. I forget her name. Um but <laughs> she was the one she go she's a teacher at Bishop Lloyd. Um and she was a teacher of home ec. I, I'm so sorry. I forget your name, but you taught me how to sew. And now I'm really good at it. I'm actually really good at sewing. What is that? Five? Is that five now? Um, Probably. And like, I don't know, some other stuff, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I do a lot. Well, for me, it's like doing a lot of things. Keeping myself busy makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I got COVID three weeks ago, yeah. you're, you're good. <laughs> when I got COVID three weeks ago and I had to isolate for five days. Oh man, Ugh. were you by all by yourself? No, I was with my I was with my yeah, roommates because right. they were all got COVID. But like, oh. sitting in a house and you're not allowed to leave, and I can't do anything. I can't I can't do boxing. I can't do photography. I can't do whatever. <laughs> I could I don't I can't do that again because mm -hmm. I literally almost went insane because I'm so used to that lifestyle of keeping myself busy. Mm -hmm. Oh, and most importantly, uh, another thing I forgot to get, and this is the most important thing out of all of them, fitness. Fitness is my literally like number one driving factor. No way. When it comes to my overall mental health and my physical health as well, because like not being able to go to the gym for five days, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but keep in mind, I had to isolate for five days minimum. And then I got my PCR test and I had to isolate for a little bit longer. So okay. it was most closer to like eight days. Not being able to work out for eight days. No, that's not okay. <laughs> it's crazy, you know? Yeah, so I, yeah, I guess I do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, it's it's all towards my overall just health as a human, you know, because these things make me happy, you know? Awesome. So um, I wanted to touch on um, 
Digital Voice. Mm-hmm. Is that a project that you're working yes. on? Yeah. What is Digital Voice? That is a project that I'm working on with my uh, very good friends, Alexa and uh, Tanisha. Uh, Digital Voices was uh, first, initially it was a project that was started by Alexa, uh, Alexa Blind, um, who is, uh, she's an amazing person. She's a person who is, a, you know, a public speaker um, and she's, a, you know, one of a really, really big influence when it comes to, um, you know, like indigenous rights, um, you know, shining a light on the things that normally can tend to, you know, kind of be put aside yeah. or not get as much atten- uh, attention to. And um, she's a person who is able to bring light into a lot of situations like that. So um, it was a project started by her, I think it was about two years ago or one year ago. Um, initially, she came to me um, and she was just looking for a videographer for her project because her idea was she wanted to do a series where we interviewed five people and we recorded it and we would, you know, turn those things into episodes. Um, and we interviewed people, people who had, uh, you know, something to say, like someone who was a, a musician or someone who was battling depression and stuff like that. You know, people like that who have a message that they really want people to know, uh, whether, you know, what the whatever the message was. And so we wanted to uh create that uh project to be able to do that exactly that you know shine a light onto people um, who want to share their message and it started off uh like she just started off as a client like anyone else i was like um you know she came to me like hey can you do this This is my idea how much you charge blah 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 blah. Uh, our very first time filming digital voices was uh just pretty much a business thing you know, uh, you're my client. I'm going to film this for you. Pay me whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, but then it went on CBC. Uh, the trailer that I made for uh, Digital Voices was on CBC because um, Alexa, I believe, was on a collaboration with CBC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so our trailer for Digital Voices was, uh, yeah, it was on the news. And they... Uh, I'm pretty sure they showed interest in wanting to do another season or another, you know, type thing like that. And so um, after that, Alexa wanted to continue digital, uh, digital voices, but we came to the agreement that um, it would now be a collective project. Yeah. Um, uh, meaning that I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted my name to be part of the project because it was something I believed in so much. And we had a conversation uh, where I was like, listen, the second time around, um, like I wasn't being paid, but I was totally okay with that because I said to her, like, I'm totally okay with not being paid because overall, I think the message and the the overall movement of what you're doing with Digital Voices is something, you know, really uh, amazing and something I really want to get behind. Uh, so... That's what we did. And we started, you know, season two, we filmed with Jordan Pollard, who's, you know, a really well-known musician um, and other people like that. And yeah, it's going great. Yeah. 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 Wow. First of all, I want to say I really love the message behind Digital Voice because I watched every single one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome, man. And I always wanted to comment something like positive, but like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. she's struggling. She's going through so much. No, mm-hmm. what could I possibly say that? Mm-hmm. possibly make her feel better then mm-hmm. i just ended up not commenting anything at all mm-hmm. but still though i love just though to everyone who's was on digital voice i love you guys all that was mm-hmm. awesome keep it up keep it wholesome you hear that guys <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. the message that you guys sending out just message you guys creating is awesome i just mm-hmm. wanted to know to you personally what have you learned uh over the process of creating digital voice um, that's a great question. I guess the main thing that I've learned is like, since I've talked to so many people of different backgrounds, different experiences, it's really opened up my eyes to, I guess, the vastness of the world. Like you really never know. Like it's given me an opportunity to like, look at other people and be like, wow, like you really don't know what anyone's going through until you yeah. actually 
connect with them. There would be times where I would find myself like literally forgetting to like check cameras, check audio, because I was just so invested into these stories that these, you know, individuals uh, were, uh, you know, saying to us. And um, that's one thing I've learned about digital voices is like, you don't know what anyone's going through. You really never know. Like someone could have the biggest smile on their face and deep down there's, you know, there's a lot going on in there. Yep. Um, and another thing that it's uh, taught me is just the overall overall joy it brings me and Alexa and Tanisha to be able to just, you know, really just be able to experience other people's perspectives on things. Like, for example, when we interviewed Jordan, we got to, you know, learn what it was like in the music industry and stuff like that. Um, and you know, when these individuals share their life with you in such a personal way, they share you with their problems and how they overcame them. It's, it's really refreshing to see, you know, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, and it's taught me a lot. And it, I know it's going to continue to teach us a lot because it's, yep. it's, you know, yeah, we've got a lot of things planned for digital. Awesome. Versions. Awesome. Okay. So I'm just curious about this thing. Yeah. Let's say if this today was digital voice and yeah. you were to sit in the seat of people who's answering, who's telling the stories that mm -hmm. needed to be heard. Mm -hmm. What would you have to say? What's your story? My story? Um, let's see. I guess I've been going through a lot of life changes. Um, I guess I kind of touched on it before, but mm -hmm. I used to um, battle with a depression a lot. Um, and it's something that still comes and goes sometimes, but um, to be honest, the thing that has really changed my life is actually um, finding a passion within fitness. And it's not going to be for everybody, no. but going to the gym, really taking care of myself, you know, researching uh, all of these things and really putting forward a kind of desire to just make myself better every day it's really motivating my life, you know? And that's why it's so hard for me to not be able to go to the gym yeah, yeah. for an ex extended period of time. Um, but the reason that it's changed my life so much is because back then, and I'm not saying that there's a correlation, but when I was more unmotivated back then, I didn't really like, wasn't really motivated to do anything. Like I kind of just worked, went to school, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But ever since I started going to the gym and all of these things, I've been so motivated to just, again, make myself better every day. And not only because of the, the way, uh, like, you know, the changes looks wise, but also the changes that it makes me feel Yeah. because, you know, really taking care of myself and finding, you know, fitness has made me so much more happy in life because I know that like, I have something that I love to do. And it's an outlet for you to make yourself better every day. The way that you eat, the way that you carry yourself, you know what I mean? Um, doing these things, like overall, just taking care of yourself, it's going to better yourself. Yeah. Better the way you look, better the way you feel, better the way that you look at different things. It's gonna change a lot of people's perspectives. Um, it's hard though. The number one thing that the hardest thing to do is consistency yep. when it comes to anything, fitness, like whatever, school. Um, but the number one driving factor is uh, remembering that discipline is always more important than motivation. Because to be honest, man, I'm not motivated to go to the gym every day. Right. Most of the time, I'm not motivated to go to the gym <laughs> every day. To be completely honest, because you only get that motivation sometimes, you know, yeah. you wake up, oh, I want to go to the gym today. Yeah. That's only sometimes, but um, that's not me every day. But the reason I still go is because that discipline that I've sort of hardwired into myself, the way that I live, though I've hardwired it into my brain, just overall doing it over and over again for an extended period of time. Um, that's what really motivates me now is discipline. And the reason that I say this, because overall, just like it's just improved so many aspects of my life, you know, um, and my mental health is obviously a lot better uh, now. Uh, and there's a lot of factors, fitness, moving out, things like that, connecting with people. Uh, the, there's a lot of reasons why 
I'm doing a lot better now. Um, but definitely that is a big reason. Fitness. Going to the gym. Yeah. 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 Going to the gym and just taking care of myself and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's made, it's taught me a lot of things actually, because ever since I started doing it, I've learned how to cook. I've learned how to do a lot of things. Um, uh, and yeah, like you can probably add that to the list, right? Like cooking that's six now. <laughs> okay. I'm actually specialized now. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what to say. What do you do when you don't know what to say? Don't know how to respond to some answers. Um, right. You just like, I don't know. Sometimes like, sometimes it's, it's, there's something beautiful about not having anything to say, mm. you know? Wow. Just, <laughs> just what? You just blew my mind right there. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so you are, are you really Spider-Man? I think I'm Spider-Man. Oh Don't God. tell anybody. You're like, I'm out of webs right now. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like make webs or like, do you just shoot webs? Do they just come out of me? Uh, like, but like, I think I went to, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> so like, like, yep. the webs are gone. Oh mm. boy. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Damn. Can we just like drink coffee? Thank you for the coffee though. It's great. <laughs> no problem. Do you feel like thirsty after you drink it though? Like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, and one more. Like, Here's I'm the thirsty. thing. Coffee makes me like, oh man, like coffee makes me pee so much. Like literally <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like everyone, everyone who works with me at BPs and stuff knows how often I have to go to the bathroom. Like good thing I'm a guy. Cause if I was right. a girl, it would be rough. Cause like, you know, guys, they can pee in like what a minute. That's know. it. You know? Yeah. But I don't wash my hands because, you know, Ariana Grande, right? So it's even faster for me. (laughs) But yeah, it makes me a lot. Damn. All right. Should we move on? Yeah, we should move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Among other things like uh, going to the gym, digital voice. I want to touch on some other projects that you're working on, like videography. Yeah. Like you are such a aspiring filmmaker. Oh, dude. Thanks, man. For me, well, the the way I got into videography was uh, through uh, church, actually. Oh, um, that's actually how I started uh, doing photography. Uh, was in church. I was taught by one of my really good friends. His name is uh, Hale. The Spirit Deuce shout out. Um, and he's actually one of my uh, guest business partners with Kairos because I collaborate with them every now and then on weddings and stuff like that. Um, he taught me the basics of photography. Um, and videography and stuff like that. And from then on, I be, I don't know, I just became obsessed with it. Yeah. Like when I first picked up that camera and I started taking photos, like that's it. Like it couldn't be stopped. Literally every single night I would be up watching Peter McKinnon video. Whoever knows who that is, shout out. He's like, a, yeah, 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 exactly. Literally I would watch his videos every night, like tips and tricks on how to be a better photographer, how to edit better and stuff like that. Those types of videos, every night I would watch those. And I did that for months and months and months. And I honestly, I, I don't stop. I still watch his videos every day because learning about what I love to do is just, you know, it, 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 I feel like it adds so much value to my life. Um, and I got into videography, um, Around the same time as photography, when I got into videography, I was already pretty, pretty good at, uh, you know, taking photos and stuff like that. But when I got into videography, um, it was because the the church wanted us to film like baptism videos and stuff like that. So that's how I got into it. And again, the process is the same. Um, when I started uh, doing videography, like I could not be stopped. I would watch videos every night all these other things I would shoot things all the time just try new things sometimes it would work sometimes it would doesn't but the most important thing was that I the drive was there the the burning passion for my craft was there and so that's why I really got into it and it kind of just you know rolled into like a lot of opportunities like eventually I started getting paid for projects um I filmed my first wedding uh stuff like that um Digital Voices was one of my first projects. And then after that, I just started getting more clients, more clients, more clients until eventually, you know, I started making YouTube videos. Man, making YouTube videos is so fun. It's really, really hard. Yeah, People don't understand how much, it, how long it takes for you not only to film it, but for to come up with the idea, like to come up with an idea for a video that's not only like, not every video has to be original, but like you don't want to do what everybody is doing, right? right? No. People don't realize how how long it takes to come up with an idea and then a plan and then 
I don't know, like resources, people to be in the video, stuff like that. And then how long it takes to edit, <laughs> edit those videos, pick songs that are, you know, that are good, uh, edit it in a way that's entertaining. And not only that, but to edit it in a way that captures like the the viewer's attention for an extended period of time. It's totally. hard, man. It's yeah, so hard. Totally. Um, and not only that, but you also have to worry about thumbnail what title am I going to use? Is this title trending? Like, are these hashtags trending? Like, is the YouTube algorithm going to cooperate? Like, am I going to get any views or not? It's hard, but it is very, very fun. Yeah. Um, but it is hard. That's why I've, I post like what, every four months on YouTube? Well, I guess ever since summer. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wanted to, in the last year, you released a movie, right? Yes, yes. Tell me about the movie. Can't wait to talk about it. Yes, this. yes. Oh man. Okay, so I'm so pumped. Man. This movie, oh man, hands down. I just want to say this movie, biggest accomplishment in my life, personally for me, because the movie it was something I looked forward to since grade ten, because I made my first film, our short film in grade ten, um, and it was like a ten minute short film. It was called Jasmine. And it was a love story, you know, uh, slash thing, whatever. Um, and when I made that film in grade 10, it actually got uh, really, really good uh, feedback from my classmates. I remember when we watched it in class, like three people cried. And I was like, yes, cry, please. Like it worked, you know, because the ending was sad. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched the movie, go watch it. Um, but yeah, like just getting that reaction from people like, yes. Um, and not only that, but it goes back to the whole YouTube thing, but making YouTube videos is hard. Making a film in a lot of ways is a lot harder because there's so much planning, there's storyboards, there's, you have to pick an actor, music, whatever. Making films, especially the one that I made in grade 10, which is like a very sad kind of film. Um, it's very challenging because the goal of a movie for me is to deliver a feeling or deliver a message. Right. And that's very difficult because, again, you have to do it in a way that's not only entertaining, but you have to do it in a way that's very meaningful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And that that goes into a lot of aspects, music, actors, script, dialogue, whatever. It's very hard. So when I made that film in grade 10 and I got like, you know, pretty good feedback, I was like, this is great. And then I asked my teacher, like, shout out to Mr. Griffith, Mr. Griffith, like, what like what do we do in grade 12 like is what's our final project and he's like manny your uh final project in grade 12 is going to be a 30 minute film i was like 30 minutes oh, wow. 30 minute film all right sounds good <laughs> and then obviously grade 11 comedia we, we finished like the first semester and then COVID happened yeah so obviously oh, i didn't i didn't get to make my second short film in grade 11 but i knew that grade 12 like i had to yeah i had to make that movie um, a lot of people don't know this, but I started making the script for Rose Necklace, what, the title of my movie, literally the summer before the year, like the my grade 12 even yeah. happened. I, that's when I started writing my script. Literally like almost a year of script making to, to make that movie. It was like, it's rough. It's hard. It's really hard because, and it's something, it's not something that I necessarily needed to do. But it was something I felt like I should do because I knew that this film, um, I had so many ambitious things that I wanted for it. Um, and I knew that if I wanted it to even be close to what I imag imagined in my head, then I was going to have to take steps to like really be prepared because that's the, I feel like that's the most important thing when it comes to filmmaking preparation. Because if you're not prepared, it doesn't matter how good your actors are. It doesn't matter how good your idea is. You're not going to convey and make a great message or film so started making the script in the summer and then around fall is when uh i was trying to look for actors now here's the thing rose necklace is a like officially this is what i'm calling it it's a hunger games fan film so it's uh it's uh not necessarily part of like the main hunger games universe or anything yeah. but it's just a fan film um, and throughout the summer and New Year's, I was just watching the Hunger Games over and over again, you know, uh, not because I wanted to copy what they were doing, but 
I was really paying attention to the way that they conveyed emotion because I think the Hunger Games is a really underrated film series, man, because it's so good. The way that they uh, convey emotions, that the way that they capture like, you know, devastating things like death and stuff like that and poverty and, you know what I mean? Like, like irrational, like politics and stuff like that. It's really amazing. And I watched it over and over again because I loved it as a series. But not only that, because I wanted to capture the really important things within the Hunger Games. Um, and so I guess fall and two New Year's is kind of just like my homework. But during that time, I was looking for actors because, and this part was really hard because um, I knew already that in this movie, I wanted to have a lot of emotional scenes, crying, dying, stuff like that. I knew I wanted that. So I was trying to find people who would be wanting to act in it. Um, and I was, you know, uh, I was willing to pay them, yep. you know, and stuff like that. But I could not, ju I just couldn't find any. Um what ended up happening ultimately was my friend, my good friend Gwyneth, shout out. She was, I'm pretty sure she was a student who was taking uh, drama oh, in high school. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she told, I, I, this is so funny, but literally I told her like, listen, the most important thing that I need you to do is to be able to cry on command. <laughs> like, can you do that? And then she's like, this is so funny, but she's like, yes. Oh boy. And then she starts crying. <laughs> like, like um, literally. Out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, like literally just like, she was like, you think I can, wait. She's like, just give me one sec. Starts crying. <laughs> and it looks so good. I was like. That's how all right. you knew. That's how yeah, like, knew. I, that's how I knew. Like, yo, you're in this movie. Um, Not gonna spoil or anything, but uh, if anyone has ever seen the movie, you would know that she did really good. Uh, she did amazing. Uh, those crying scenes, man, like, you know, she did really good. Um, but yeah, she was the first person that I found because I knew that finding a co-star was the most important thing because right out of the blue, I knew that I wanted to star in this movie, not only because I had really, I, had, I really could not find anyone else to right. do it just to be able to, um, convey the emotions, the sort of, you know, overall personality of the character that I, that I wanted, I couldn't find anybody. So I was like, I'll do it myself. So I ended up uh, just, you know, casting myself. And I knew that I needed a really good co-star because we were going to be crying together in some scenes and stuff like that. So she was the first person I, I found. Um, and then after that, I had to find people for fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, and that was really interesting too, because literally I would just ask everybody I was like hey like you guys want to be in a fight scene <laughs> but I told them like listen if you're if you want to be in this movie you have to have some commitment because I want this to be like really good looking so we have to rehearse we have to do all these things if it's if you're down for it like you know you got to have some commitment if you're not all good uh, I ended up finding uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends to do it um, Vaughn uh was in the movie my friend Ezro um was also in the movie and uh I'm pretty sure that's it I don't think I'm forgetting anybody <laughs> wait hold on what happened to my movie and Ara uh right. Gwyneth's sister was also in it um I found them to do fight scenes and uh we rehearsed and stuff like that like like I said preparation man that yeah. preparation was hard because um, we, uh, one of my friends owns a gymnastics gym, uh, shout out to Sage. And she let us like use the gymnastics gym to like practice and stuff like that. Oh, no way. And we would be like practicing our fight scenes. We would literally be flipping each other. And it was, it was actually really cool. It was like real professional. Wow. You know, like this is like, that's how they've, uh, prepared films for John Wick. They would literally like rehearse for like a couple of weeks or months. We rehearsed our fight scenes for maybe like two weeks. Yeah. And then we started filming and then... Okay, sorry for interrupting, but like for the fight scenes, who comes up with the, all the movements and all the fights? Oh, it was me. Wait, it just was me. like, you don't have to do this, 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah. that? Oh, mm. no way. Mm. What I did was um, I just watched a lot of movies that had fight scenes. Mostly my main inspiration for uh, my choreography in my movie was uh, John Wick. Oh, yeah. Definitely John Wick oh, wow. because uh, the way that those uh, direct filmmakers film is... Uh, it's just amazing because they do a lot of one takes, the movements of the cameras, the movements of the actors. 
it's really phenomenal uh, what they're able to do in the John Wick series. So that was my main inspiration when it came to that. And from then on, I would just kind of like, you know, I would think ahead of where I wanted to film it. Yeah. And then I would go to the location and then I would just like, okay, like I'd probably like push him against this tree and stuff like that. And that's how we did it. And ended up working out pretty great. Um, I'm so blessed because I just have a lot of friends who just like, because the film itself, we filmed it partly in Bud Miller. Yeah. And partly at one of my friend's house's uh, farm. Oh. Uh, I have a friend. Her name is Genesis. Shout out. She has... <laughs> I've given like 16 shout outs already, but... Um, her name is Genesis, and she has this uh, big farm, uh, like fifteen minutes out of town, and it was like a big forest. Um, so she let me film there. Wow. Uh, yeah, and because like you know, obviously, like the movie, there's weapons. Like you can't bring those to Bud Miller, right, right. so we couldn't film that Bud Miller. So we uh, filmed there. So I would just go there, and I would bring my, you know, my uh, guess team. actors, my team with me, yeah. my stuntman, and then we'd be like, yeah. So like, I could probably like push you against that tree. And then you could like tackle me over there and then I'll just like go over here and then I'll punch you. Like, you know, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That's basically what we did. Um, we did that for a good, uh, maybe a week of just planning at the locations. And then once we started filming, um, we were able to finish all the fight scenes in a day. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So like, um, in the process of making the movie, <clears throat> yeah, in the one year make, is it, was it one year? Oh yeah, it was one year. Yeah. One year plus. Yeah. Was there any moments in events that you feel like oh is this not gonna work anymore? oh just you feel great like question yeah, yeah, yeah. you challenged yes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great question yes actually multiple times during the script yeah i changed the script four times <laughs> because there was a lot of scenes a lot of actual plot lines that i wanted but yeah. i just simply couldn't do um there was a, a particular thing that i cut out of the movie overall was there was supposed to be a scene where um, my character goes back to his home and he finds it destroyed. Um, and the reason that I wanted to include that was because I went to uh, a friend's, uh, another friend's farm. And I just saw that he had like a bunch of burnt down buildings oh. near his property. And I was like, dude, that looks cool. I should add that in my movie. But I ended up, and here's the sucky part. I saw his location and I was like, I want that in my movie. So I started incorporating that into my script for like a good three weeks. Yeah. And I was so like set on having the scene in my movie. And I had so many plans for like, oh, like I'm going to go there and I'm going to find my old like village. It's burned down. I'm going to cry. I, I was so excited to film it. And then I found out one of my friends texted me like, hey, like that's actually not our property. Like that's our neighbors. Like, and they told us they don't want us to like to film there. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> completely shattered my like you know what i wanted to do so i had to cut a, cut that out of the script um there was a lot of moments like that man yeah. because um you just never know like you just never know if things are going to work out yeah. um, particularly with that scene um we had a really really rough time scheduling uh stuff when it came to filming not only with uh gwyneth my main uh co-star but with my other uh stuntmen you know, we had a hard time, uh, you know, scheduling things. This is actually a funny story, but um, Vaughn in the movie, he wasn't supposed to be in the movie. It was supposed <laughs> to be uh, my friend Joakim because uh, he actually rehearsed all of the moves. But then the day we filmed, I think he like was a close contact. So we had to isolate. So I had to get Vaughn. He wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. I had to get Vaughn to film it. Um, and then, you know, we were still able to pull it yeah, off, yeah. but like, it just sucks because Joakim, like he rehearsed with me for like a good week on our fight moves and he never even ended up like being in the movie. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of things like that. Definitely. Um, that movie was very, very taxing because, uh, as previously mentioned, like making that script, there was a lot of moments yeah. where I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, man. Um, and I've even considered like, maybe should I, like, why am I wanting to do so much? I, I should just do like a simpler movie, like, you know, but ultimately I just said to myself, like, no, like you're gonna, you're gonna see this through. Like, um, but I'm glad that I kind of, you know, stuck to, uh, I guess my gut yeah, yeah. and just went with it because, you know, here we are. It's like, like I said before, it's like, for me, it's my biggest accomplishment. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, since... Since you were so invested in the movie, yeah. I wanted to know um, 
Mm. Did they actually publish the movie? Yeah. What was it? What's your expectations like? Really oh, high? Oh, like, that's what, a great question. Um, when I published the movie, I wasn't expecting much. The only reason I I published it in the first place was so that my class could see it. Oh. Um, right. Um, I did want other people to see it, but uh, I wasn't expecting it to like you know get many views or anything. Um, so when I first published it, my class watched it. Oh, and man, that was that was great. Yeah. Uh, when my class got to watch it, like, just I don't know, because like I've had comedy with the same people for three years, and just being able to see everyone kind of just like, dude, like, you know what I mean? I'm just sorry. being able to see my classmates kind of just like have a look of like being proud of me and stuff yeah. like that it was really nice to see and like four people cried because you know the yeah. ending i don't know if anyone's seen it but four people cried and i was like yes keep crying and then yeah it was great and then when uh, the movie ended ah uh, like people stood up and clapped and i was like yes and then mr griffith stood up and he was like he, he just like stood at the front of the class and he was like silent for like 10 seconds and he's like wow that was that was pretty damn good and then i was like oh thank you and then like you know he was just talking about how, how much he liked the composure and you know the dialogue and stuff like that um and he was talking about how much me and gwyneth have just grown not only as actors but overall filmmakers and i was like dude oh love that um it was great to see that reaction um because you know especially for my classmates and my teacher because uh when you take comedy you take the take it with the same people yeah yeah you know um so that was really great and then yeah i posted it and then i actually had a little viewing party uh with my friends so the same friend who owns the gymnastics gym yeah. uh, sage um she was kind enough to let me host like a viewing party for all of my friends to be able to see it so we just had like our projector and like our gigantic wall um, and you know, I just put it on my story. Yeah. I was like, Hey guys, like I'm having a viewing party for my movie. Uh, you know, bring anybody, bring your friends, you know, bring your ex, whatever, <laughs> uh, bring anybody. Right. I wasn't expecting that much. I was expecting like, you know, just my close friends and some people like that. And then bro, like six, like 65 plus people showed up at the viewing. I was like, yeah. some of them, I was like, who are y'all? <laughs> who are y'all bro? Um, yeah, like 65 people ended up showing up to the thing. Um, and everyone watched it. Uh, you know, I bought pizza, whatever, food, and it was a, it was a great time. Yeah. Overall, we watched the movie, um, and then during the end, like everyone was clapping, um, and everyone was like, "Speech, speech, speech!" Yeah. Did and you then, make a speech though? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, just because, oh man, it was such a extraordinary feeling because I stood up there, everyone was clapping, um, just being able to see that everyone like enjoyed this piece of creation like this project that i've been working on for so long you know something i've heard so much passion and and money and you know and love for it was it's so great to see and i i got up there and i was like thanks everybody like I, you have no idea how much i appreciate this um to be able to you know come here just to see my movie i love all you guys thank you so much uh and it was a great time um and like made the speech and then you know uh People were like sharing the, the the movie on Instagram and stuff like that, which I really appreciate. Have you ever seen my tattoo? Oh, I've seen, you posted yeah. that uh, you, on story. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. So that, like for anyone who hasn't seen my tattoo, part of the reason I got this tattoo was because of that movie. Um, now, to be completely honest, this tattoo doesn't really have that much meaning. Um, it has, you know, some meaning. Number one, Rose is my grandma's favorite flower. Um, the arrow, obviously, uh, I love the Hunger Games and yeah. I do archery. I also do archery. We'll write, we'll add that to the list. Um, <laughs> but overall, um, really what I think about when I see my tattoo is my movie, Yeah, you know, Rose Necklace, like that is what this means to me. Um, and it's, it's awesome, man. It's really become like a really big part of my life because, um, like a lot of people somehow know me just from my movie. Uh, there was one time I went to Amigos, which is like a club. Some guy came up to me. He's like, are you Emmanuel de la Cruz? <laughs> and he's holding like a beer with him. And he's like, are you Emmanuel de la Cruz? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, bro, I saw your movie. 
great movie, man. He starts tapping. Like, great movie, man. You need to keep that up, bro. I was like, thanks, man. Then he bought me a beer. Yeah, <laughs> no way. He bought he me really a beer. Loved your movie. Yeah, like it's the perks, bro. He yeah. bought me a beer, and then it was like, dang, it's great to see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I was actually texting Gwyneth the other day because every now and then uh, we'll just go to the, the, the YouTube video and we'll just check if there's any new comments and stuff like that. And um, overall, the feedback on the movie has been like overall movie positive, which um, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Um, and sometimes we just like to look at it and we just like get excited because like um, there's a pretty big audience when it comes to Hunger Games on, the, on YouTube. Totally. And like, yeah, like people have been really loving the film. Okay, so I'm sure there are so many people out there who want to you know the answer to this question right yeah. here. So where's the next movie? Like, where is it now? Oh, the next movie. Um, I don't know yet. I don't, I currently don't have any plan. Actually, no, that's a lie. I totally do. Okay, so my next movie, you're going to think this is like no spoilers, insane. Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll, I can tell you what the overall premise of the movie is going to be. So my next movie is going to be a movie about the Joker. The Joker? Like the Batman Joker. Um, but it's going to be a different Joker. It's not going to be Heath Ledger's. It's not going to be Jared Leto's. It's going to be my own Joker. Um, but the reason I wanted to make it this Halloween, I wanted to make it during summer and then release it on Halloween. But That's the tight. reason the reason I didn't make it is because I actually wanted to wait until I was ripped until I make the movie. You yeah. want to be like naked? Yeah. Not, <laughs> na not naked, but in the movie, I want to be like kind of like a sort of ripped joker yeah. you know what i mean does that make sense yeah it does um and i know people are gonna be like really dude like but i don't know like i'm in no rush to make it right and you know if you want something to happen just take the steps like what we talked about take the little steps in necessary to be able to achieve it so sort of right now i'm starting to develop the script um and hopefully i'll be able to film it uh during the summer um because my main new year's resolution now you know, for all those fit piece, fitness people out there, my main New Year's resolution, like I want to have a six pack by summer. Hopefully, hopefully we're on track. Yeah. We're on track. How many so, now? Um, right now, um, I'm going through a bulking phase. Oh. So for those people who don't know, bulking is where you consume more uh, calories than your maintenance calories. So everybody has a maintenance calories. Um, I'm assuming, how, how tall are you? 5'11". 5'11", how much do you weigh? I don't know in pounds, but I know in kilograms. That's okay, what, what's in kilograms? Uh, 80. Hey Siri, what's 80 kilograms in pounds? 80 okay, so you're 176 uh, pounds. You weigh the same as me. So I'm guessing that your maintenance calories is around 2,200 calories. Bulking means that you eat more than 2,200 calories. Oh. Uh, and people bulk because they consume uh, a larger amount of calories in order to build more muscle. Sorry for the TED talk. I know I just went on a ramble there, but I'm going through a bulking phase right now. Um, I did have a four pack in December, uh, but um, I started bulking uh, right after New Year's. So um, they kind of went away. Yeah. Still have a two pack, um, but I'm going to start coming, not coming, <laughs> cutting. I'm going to start cutting, <laughs> cut that out. I'm going to start cutting uh, three months before summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully, hopefully then we'll have a six pack and then we'll start filming during the summer and then we'll have a release on Halloween. I'm, I'm going to start the script. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look for actors. I'm trying to see what I want to do with the film. Um, but the main thing I just wanted to do is I just wanted to make sure that I was ripped for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because actually, um, the Joker is something I wanted to do for so long. Um like I'm no actor or anything. Like the movie, I did, like I've only f acted in two movies, but I know from those two movies that acting is fun. It is fun, man. Um, getting to convey different characters is really fun, and doing the Joker, like, it's something I'm very, very excited for. So, be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, there may or may not be a shirtless scene, depending <laughs> on depending on how this whole cutting thing goes right, for right. the movie. So, okay. Mm -hmm. But there, there is another I'm movie excited. coming. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Look at how far you've come. <laughs> You're 18 years old. Oh. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's crazy. Okay, so this is like some of the typical questions that I ask on the mm -hmm. podcast. Oh, okay. But it's, oh, okay. 
I just feel like we just spent so much time talking about the movies and now mm-hmm. I just, it kind of feel like our place to ask the other questions that oh, I have. Oh, it's all good, man. Ask know. anything. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, what makes you feel alive? What makes me feel alive? Hmm, that's a great question, actually. What makes me feel alive, I would say, is... I guess the people around me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, the things that keep me alive in life are, you know, definitely like the little things like, you know, um, having fun and stuff like that. Um, and it, sometimes it's stupid, but uh, the little things matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to sound weird, but like my car makes me happy. I don't know. Like, there is a point where... Uh, start of New Year's, my engine exploded and I didn't have a car for like two weeks. Whoa. That was the saddest two weeks of my life because driving, driving just brings me so much peace and comfort. Um, and um, it's just fun to me because like my car is really, really loud and I love driving that thing. So <laughs> things like that. My car makes me feel alive, but most importantly, it's the people around me uh, that make me feel alive. Um you know, ever since I moved out, my parents, my relationship with my parents have re- has really improved just because I feel like now that I'm not always there, when I am there, they cherish those moments more. Like mm. I've really noticed oh. that Like ever since I moved out, me and my parents, we would eat out more often. We would get along so much uh, better um, overall. And even my siblings, I didn't really get along with my siblings all too well. Uh, my brother, my, I have a brother, David, who I didn't really get along with all that much growing up but ever since i kind of grown up and moved out and stuff like that my overall relationship with them has gotten better and i beat him in arm wrestling (laughs) yeah because you went to the gym you hear that (laughs) look at me i am the captain now beat him in arm wrestling um but yeah like my, my my family um my friends um like i have like a this is like uh, people are not going to understand because they don't work at Boston Pizza. But for people who do work at Boston Pizza, uh, like uh, they are they're my family. Like it's so much more than just coworkers. It's a lot of them are more than e- friends. Even like some of them are literally my family. Like my best friend is my roommate. Her name is Avery. Like we met at work. You know, those people make me feel alive. My manager Su Yen, um, you know. Just the friendships that I have, the connections that I've made with people uh, over the years is, I guess, overall what makes me feel alive alongside the other things like fitness and, you know, my car, my loud car and stuff like that, which is, (laughs) it's funny because actually yesterday my car got hit. My car got, (laughs) my car, yeah, like my my car got hit. It was a hit and run. Like I was working. No way. Yeah. They hit my car, bam, and then drove off. I walk outside. Here, I'll show you a photo. It's actually yeah, photo. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's actually pretty bad. Not gonna lie, they hit it pretty hard. Did you see that happen? Or did you just like when you no, walked no, no. out, you saw that? I, I I walked out of work and bam, there it was, just hit. Oh my! That's but so sad. I mean, I don't know. It hasn't really affected me that much. Okay. Well, for one thing, I know it's not my fault. So, like, at least you know, worst case scenario, I'll pay the deductible or something. But yeah, I don't know. Just like, I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, going back to the question, overall, the connections I have with people is what makes me feel alive. And not only that, really, it's it's just having a passion for something. Um, the passion that I have for photography and videography, what I want to do with my career in those, in those fields makes me feel alive. You know, my passion for fitness, what I want to achieve with my body and my health and my overall perspective, the way I think about things, that makes me feel alive. Uh, the people that I'm with, the the friendships that I want to make, the relationships I want to make is, you know, makes me feel alive. Um, so, yeah, overall just connections, you know. Nice. Well, since the connections with other human beings is mm-hmm. so important to you, I want to mm-hmm. ask, um, if today was your last day to live, what would mm-hmm. you do? What would I do? Uh, if today was my last day to live, sheesh, uh, I would delete my browser history. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but if today was my last day, I don't know. I guess the only thing I can do is probably just, you know, tell everyone who means something to me that that they added value to my life or that I love them. 
and stuff like that. To be honest, if I was my last day, I would probably, I don't know, probably make a video or something. Be like, hey guys, <laughs> just want to let you know I'm dying today. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know, something like that. But definitely, I would want to spend my last moments making everyone else realize and understand to the full capacity how much they mean to me. You know, stuff like that. I'd probably hit you up. If I was dying, I'd be like, yo, bro, I just want to let you know I'm dying. But like, thanks for having me on the podcast, you know? I'd probably do that. Mm-hmm. How can we end this? I don't know. Do you want to end this? Uh, sure. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning into another episode. Uh, this has been Emmanuel De La Cruz, me, uh, episode five. Um, thank you to all the supporters of uh, Life Happens. Thank you to all the supporters of my movie, um, as well as Digital Voices and any other projects that is currently going on or has already happened. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for the support. This has been episode five with Life Happens. This is your host right here. Um, and I've been me. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys. You can check out Emmanuel at the address at the link below. The link Check below. him out. Yes. Yep. He's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo! We did it. <laughs> we did it.